I love the idea of creating a vision board to help envision our goals for the future, but as I shared back in episode 63, I also have some mixed feelings about vision boards. In that episode, I declared that I was going to make a more gritty type of vision board to accompany the one I had created sometime last year. And I've done just that. Today, I'm here to report how it went, and it wasn't what I expected at all, but I got a lot out of it. Welcome to Art That Overcomes, where we are redefining our identity after narcissistic abuse. My name is Jennifer, and I'm an artist, licensed art therapist, and coach who helps women like you overcome the lasting effects of narcissistic abuse. It's the anxiety, self-doubt, and lack of confidence that can keep us stuck even long after the abusive relationship has ended. Together, we are redefining our identities one drawing or painting at a time because it's your turn to take charge now, no narcissists allowed. In episode 63, part one of my love-hate relationship with vision boards, I described my current vision board that I created digitally and then printed out. It was full of beautiful photos to represent different lifestyle and materialistic goals that really all represented my goal of being in beautiful spaces and environments that make me feel good. Here's a bit of what I said in that episode. I said, I really like a lot of things about this vision board. It's full of a lot of long-term goals that I want to keep keep in my mind as much as possible. I remember deciding to create it because I had all of these images swimming around in my brain and I wanted to get them out and make them more concrete. The result is a beautiful collage of photos that really does help me get in a good emotional state and help keep me or help me keep a perspective on what I'm working toward in certain areas of my life. And then I said, but here's what I don't like about the vision board. I don't see any of the grit. I don't see the struggle. I don't see all the muddy and difficult steps that it's going to take in order to reach these goals. It's the what, but I don't have the how. And then I explained, you know, maybe I'm overthinking this, you know, isn't a vision board isn't necessarily supposed to show the how, right? It's just supposed to get us thinking and feeling about our goals. But then I acknowledged, well, you know, then where and when are we supposed to visualize and practice the how? And then I explained how I plan to create the second vision board. And my idea was that I would show the practical and gritty and not so glamorous steps that it would take to reach my goals, that I would show that represented on the vision board, like the actual steps, the grit, the hard part, the reality of what it takes to get there. So I spent a few weeks thinking about it and my plan had been to do a collage of images again, but this time I figured I would use actual magazine clippings instead of making a digital version. And that felt appropriate, Um, you know, that the gritty version would be more tactile and require that I literally get my hands dirty. But on the day that I went to my studio and actually got out the collage materials, I just wasn't feeling it. I couldn't find the right images, and I just felt in my gut that it wouldn't be helpful if I tried to force it. As you may know, if you've listened to very many of these episodes before, one of the most important aspects of the art and writing process I teach is that you first need to learn to trust your gut and your intuition or practice trusting your gut and intuition. We, we learn to trust that through this process. And you know, on that day, I wanted 
to be more expressive. That's what my gut was telling me. I wanted to draw and paint. I didn't want to cut out perfect little magazine pictures or even tear them out. And so, okay, so I thought this is going to be even more gritty than I expected. And I honestly didn't even know if what I was about to create would even fit my criteria for this gritty vision board idea, or if I'd actually end up sharing it on the podcast. But here we are, and I'm sharing it with you, and I hope that this makes sense. I think it all worked out, and I got what I wanted to out of the exercise, even though it went differently than I had planned, or maybe even because I chose to trust my intuition and make it go differently than I had planned. So I got out a large piece of Bristol board paper, which is a thick kind of paper paper similar in weight to a piece of poster board. And the sheet I used, I think it's like 16 by about 24 inches. And I positioned it horizontally and I taped the edges down on the table so I could feel free to, to draw or paint without having the, the paper move around on me. And I looked in my cabinet of art materials and I just took a couple minutes to decide how I wanted to start, what materials I wanted to use. So again, just trusting my gut instinct. And I chose first my jumbo crayons. I love my jumbo Crayola crayons. So I took them over to my paper and I drew a red circle first, and then I drew it again and again, lots of overlapping sketchy lines. So not trying to make a perfect circle, but just making the circle shape over and over. And then I colored in some red around the circle. I took the side of the jumbo crayon and colored in some red to fill up the rest of that rectangle of the paper around my circle. And then I used some yellow in the middle of the circle and then some orange um, as well. And next I outlined the circle in black with a black crayon. And then I switched to paint and I kept going, mostly repeating the colors I'd used with the crayons, but now totally covering up um, the crayons with the paint version, if that makes sense. So where there was red around the circle, I put red. Where there was yellow in the circle, I put, um, actually I didn't use yellow, I used kind of an off-white. I'll get to that in a minute, more of the colors. But I wanted to create this more solid surface with solid blocks of color, and the paint was able to give me that versus the crayon. And then I noticed that I really was enjoying this sensory experience. You know, I was really enjoying the painting process. And so I enjoyed the crayons first too. I think that's what I needed first, but then I enjoyed the paint. So again, going with my gut and that paid off as far as my sensory experience and emotional experience doing the art. Um, and then towards the end, I decided to blend some pink paint with the red that was around the circle. And then finally, I splattered some watered down pink paint um, onto the surface. So that was some grit, some messiness, you know, it just felt right. Then I, I decided, so I had decided to start with expressing my emotions, right? And to trust that I'd figure out the connection to my gritty vision board idea later on. Once I sat down and reflected on the process and wrote in response to both the process and the resulting image. So I didn't forget that part about really wanting to break down the steps, but it just felt right again to start with the emotional expression. And as I chose each of these colors as I was working, I was very intentional about both trusting my instinct and stopping to notice in the moment the symbolism that each of these colors tends to represent for me. 
So over the past several years of engaging in this art process, I have become aware of some recurring symbolism in my use of color. And I've talked about this on the podcast before and also share about it in my new book, The Uncommon Guide to Healing from Narcissistic Abuse. And in just a moment, um, I'll read you the writing that I did in response to this painting where I note the specific color symbolism that I felt emerging. But first, to give you a little bit of context, I'll briefly describe the general symbolism that each of these colors tends to have for me. And I pretty much in this piece included all of the main colors that tend to have, um, have this symbolism in my artwork. So first the red, this usually means past pain and emotional wounds from childhood. The orange is typically the feisty artist, determined, stubborn, rebellious side of my personality. Blue, which is not in the painting, but I do mention it in my writing, it is the calmer side of myself um, in contrast to the orange. And I, this is the part of me that I tend to feel most comfortable presenting to others. And yellow, usually I bring that in to represent um, God's presence in my circumstance or my emotional state. And again, these can be used intentionally, but oftentimes I notice I use them subconsciously and then realize later, oh, that was the God in here, or that was the orange part of my personality in here. Then black, um, this color, it can symbolize darkness and negative things for me, but also at other times I tend to use it to control and contain my colorful emotions in a good way, which is how it shows up in this piece. Then white or off-white, I mentioned I use that in the middle over top of that yellow crayon. And I often use this color um, to simplify a composition, like to blot out some chaotic areas or to draw attention to a certain area. And in this painting, I ended up adding it to the middle, like I said, where the yellow crayon had been. And I think it was more to draw attention in this instance. It was another light color, kind of similar to the yellow. And then pink, I mentioned I added the pink to that red around the edges. So I, I used to hate pink um, with a passion. Like historically, people have known me for years know that Jennifer is not a pink person. I like blues and greens and like black and brown and, and some orange, you know, some kind of earthy tone colors. But as I've grown more comfortable with all parts of myself over the years, I enjoy certain shades of pink and find it really beautiful. And I think that's what it represented in this piece. So before I read the writing I did in response to the painting, just a quick reminder that if you'd like to view photos of this artwork, head to the Art That Overcomes Instagram page or my personal Instagram page at Jennifer Ann Kramer. And with an E, Kramer with a K. And if you're on my email list, check your inbox. The image will be there too. And if you don't know where to find any of this stuff, just head down to the link in the podcast description. You can sign up for my email list or find links to my social media. All right, so here is what I wrote. I said, I went with the emotion. <clears throat> Excuse me, hold on. <clears throat> Let's start that again. I went with the emotion, what I felt in my gut. I drew a red circle, lots of red, the painful underneath childhood wounds who need to be present and cared for in this journey, or else I won't actually move forward. I'll stay stuck if I don't acknowledge love and heal them. So I started there with her, with little Jennifer, not heard and barely seen by others or heard for who she really was and what she felt and her true worth. Then I added yellow, for the presence of God in her life, then and now, always. And the orange, 
the real grit that's going to get me through the grit of life and get me to my goals, the feisty, determined energy. And then I said, where's the blue? The balance to the orange. Remember I said blue's not in this piece. And the answer that came to me was, she's not here. She was so much of the other vision board. Now it's time for the depth that the orange brings. Next, the black holds it all in, safe and contained. And then I wrote, I added paint because it needed more, thicker, juicier, more emotion. The red turned to pink because I made beauty. I chose beauty from the ashes of pain. That's what I am doing now on this journey of healing, making so much beauty and honor for all the wounded parts who don't have to stay wounded, victim, or small. They can come out and transform. I feel good about the beauty of this piece mixed with the grit of the texture and paint splatter and the hard black line. It's both flowing and controlled, lovely and gross, big and contained, loved and hated and honored and moving and still. All the emotions and experiences it takes to reach the new place, the goal. Okay, so then after I'd expressed all this emotion about where I am on my journey to reach my goals that had been represented on my vision board, I still felt the need to make things a little more concrete. Like I said, I haven't abandoned this idea of acknowledging the steps. Um, and I wanted, to, I wanted to actually, you know, connect this art experience to those practical steps that I'm taking um, to reach these goals. So then in my um, sketchbook where I was doing this writing, I wrote in capital letters, the grit. And I made a list of, let's see, it was 13 things that I am doing to get me from where I am now to that vision board. And all of these emotions and different like parts of myself, I really didn't really name many emotions in the writing actually, but it was these different aspects of myself that kind of cause my emotions. Um, hopefully that makes sense to you. It makes sense to me. So I, as I'm experiencing all these different parts of myself and like the red wounded part that needs to be heard and the orange feisty determined part that wants to keep moving forward as I'm like putting the blue to the side because I need to not care about how I present myself, but just move forward with what I want you know, a safe feeling of control, all of that, um, I'm taking action, right? That orange part, all these parts, God's presence are moving me to take action towards that beautiful vision board that I had created digitally and printed out and keep on my nightstand. So I'm not going to read all 13 of these, um, you know, cause some of them are more personal than others, but you know, a lot of it is about, um, Let's see. So the daily work of showing up, showing my face online. So my goals, as far as progressing my coaching program, this podcast, I have to keep showing up. I have to keep being vulnerable. Um, you know, the emails that I send, social media posts, again, this podcast. So showing up and doing, doing the work of that. I was about to say like the hard work of that. And what I mean by hard is that it, that hard to be vulnerable, right? That's where I experienced the resistance in this. Last week's episode, we talked about resistance. And so some of my resistance is showing up fully and, um, and showing that vulnerability so consistently, right? Not just when I feel like it. Um, but as far as doing it, I actually enjoy it. So that part's not hard. 
Um, let's see, budgeting my money was one on the list because that's something very practical that I need to do. Even if I have goals of earning more and more income over the years to reach some of my, my, my bigger goals of how I want my house to look or being able to travel more. Um, I still need to be a good steward of what I have, right? I need to, to budget my money more, stay on top of that. Um, I wrote making plans and sticking to them. So the follow through on the little daily plans. And I could even break that down into a million more steps, of course. Um, being flexible and problem solving and changing when I need to. Again, I could break that down into a lot of practical things. Um, prayer, journaling, making art, you know, celebrating small wins. Um, those kind of just daily sort of self-care things are all a really important part of reaching my goal. So I wasn't sure in the beginning how this was all going to turn out when I started. Obviously, I just started with what I was feeling, but I'm glad I jumped in and I made the type of art that felt right to me on that day because being honest, truthful, and genuine with myself is the only way I'm actually going to achieve any insight and growth. Now, if I had sat down and made myself create a magazine collage vision board, because that's what the plan had been, and that's what I felt like you, my podcast listeners, were expecting to hear about, then I wouldn't have actually had as much insight to share, maybe not any insight. It would have, it would have been maybe fake and at the very most just kind of surface level, you know? And the same goes for you. The practice of being genuine and trusting your gut or trusting your instinct when you go to create art or to write or do both, that is where the growth lies, overcomer. And that is ultimately how we redefine our identity. It's one step at a time, trusting ourselves and honoring our own choices, validating our emotions and experiences and moving forward from there. It's in those little moments where we challenge ourselves to be accountable, right? Where these steps that I wrote down, it's in moving forward with that. But also I had to trust my gut to get to where I could acknowledge what those things were. So if you haven't listened to part one of my love-hate relationship with vision boards, I do encourage you to scroll back to episode 63. It wasn't too long ago and give it a listen and follow my, excuse me, follow my prompts in that episode to create a vision board of all your big, beautiful dreams and goals. And then next, identify the steps it will take to get you there and then create a second gritty version of a vision board to get in touch with those real life steps that it will take to help you really like visualize that, what it feels like, what it'll look like practically. If you're a representational person and you need those those photos or representational images, you could even use photos of yourself, you know, things from real life. But, and whatever kind of order you choose to do this in. I don't think that's so important as, as the fact that we, we do all of these different phases, right? The big, beautiful dream vision board coming up with what those steps are to get there. And then something to represent that visually, the feeling of it, represent it literally visually, whatever that is, but those kind of three components. And I challenge you to really feel all the feelings and connect with the aspects of yourself that will need to show up in order to make that happen. You can create more traditional vision boards. Like I said, this is something I had notes I had written down, but I accidentally kind of just said it already, but I'll say it again. You can create more traditional vision boards with representational images and words or phrases to inspire and encourage you, or as I've illustrated here, do something a little weird and different if 
that's what feels right for you. And if you're not sure, just try something, right? Get started. That's what I did. I just got started. You'll know if it's something to continue or if you need to switch gears, but you have to take the first step. Now, before we move on to imagine what message your future self might have for you today, I want to let you know how you can join me in this process of using art to redefine your identity. The Redefined Process is an online group coaching program where I teach you the same art and writing technique that has been so life-changing in my own recovery. It's how we connect our thinking brain and our feeling brain and access the thoughts, feelings, and limiting beliefs that need to be heard. The Redefined process is included in my monthly Redefined membership along with much more. You're also gonna get access to live coaching calls, community chat with other overcomers just like you, the option to schedule one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions with me if you need more support, and several additional courses too. Just search for Redefined by Jennifer Kramer in your app store or go to the link in the podcast description to view the web-based version. I can't wait to see you there. A message from your future self. Let's celebrate today. Let's use all the colors in the box. Let's explore what feels good and what lights us up. Let's notice what causes fear and anxiety, what makes us want to shut down. Let's open ourselves up to new possibilities and adventures. Let's take a risk and talk to someone new, drive a different route, taste a new taste, or feel a different feeling. I remember how scary it felt for you, all those times you stepped into new territory not knowing what to expect. When you moved on from that relationship, when you left that house, started that job, bought something new, or sold something precious, the time you spoke up and were not heard, the day you felt like it wasn't worth the risk. I remember the difficulties, but here's the thing about taking risks. Yes, you open yourself up to the possibility of pain, but don't you also open the door to joy, beauty, and fun? Let's jump in today. I know how this turns out and you come out soaring. Don't be afraid, I'm waiting for you to get here where I am. Just a few risks ahead, just a few more steps, a few decisions away. What color, what place, what activity? Let's go exploring. You are worth the risk. <music>